Thank you for joining us again. This is the Movie Quest podcast. Uh, we are here on a wet Wednesday evening. Feels like afternoon because it's still light outside, but it's pretty late, was it? 10 to 10. Uh, and we are talking films again. Um, so Movie Quest is a podcast where we pick a film each week. So this week it is my choice of film. Uh, and we try and rate them against each other's um, to try and figure out some sort of list to, to rank them in in order. So this week we'll be talking about Halloween. This is the 2018 version. We'll be getting onto that shortly. But first off, and would you be able to tell us a little bit about what you've been watching recently? So yeah, th- so this week I've been watching a film called uh, The Disaster Artist. So basically this is... Uh, a film uh, by James Franco, and it is based on the uh, on how another film was made. And it's like the behind the scenes and the sort of uh, the make. It's not the making of, but it's like what went on for another film. So the film that the, the that's what it's talking about is the film called The Room, which is a famously terrible film, but also kind of brilliantly funny. Um, not trying to be funny, but it's just, you know, it's a very funny film. It's a bit of a cult film. Um, it came out, I mean, the original Room came out in the 2000s, uh, early 2000s. And um, and basically, it's a really bizarre, odd film. And it's sort of quite famous in Hollywood. And a lot of, like, celebrities love it. Like, a lot of the you know, actors love watching it. Um, and so eventually... A book came out based on it, which was by um, a guy called Greg Sesterio, his name is, um, and he was uh, in the room, and he wrote a book about how the room was made, um, and this film, Disaster Artist, is based on that book. Is it good? Is it worth watch? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty funny, like, it's really, it's it's worth, definitely worth watching. It's, um so it's got uh, James, James Franco who directs it. I'm not sure if this is his first time directing, but um, he seems to do a good job. Stars um, James Franco as um, Tommy Wiseau, who is the main character of the film, basically. Uh, Dave Franco uh, is playing Greg, who um, is Tommy Wiseau's like real life good friend, uh, or was his best friend. And then there's uh, a bunch of different celebrity cameos in the film who play various different people, uh, you know behind the camera or in front of the camera of the room. So we've got Seth Rogen, uh, Alison Brie, uh, Paul Shear, who's a famous podcaster and also actor. Uh, Zac Efron's in it as well. Um, he plays uh, Chris R. He's like the gangster guy. And uh, Josh Hutcherson, who was um, Peter from um, Hunger Games. He plays Denny. Um, yeah, so basically there's... This it's just about the making of of the room and how it came about really, um, like it, it mostly talks about like who exactly Tommy Wiseau is. So for people who don't know what, much about the room, Tommy Wiseau who made the room is this sort of mis- mystery like person. No one know no no nobody really knows where he's from. No one knows how old he is. No one knows uh, where his money comes from because he's able to make this pay for this film as we made himself. Um, and they sort of hint towards certain things, um, but they don't really ever get too much into it. Um, but yeah, it's a great film. Uh, I, I would say, like, if you haven't watched The Room, you can still probably enjoy it. Mel Mel uh, had watched The Room originally, but I think she fell asleep 
quite quite quickly into it. Be wise. Uh, yeah. And um, but she still really enjoyed watching it and thought it was quite funny. I, I would say though, if you haven't seen the room, I would say it's 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 something you're never ever gonna uh, forget. It's a it's a sort of like life. It's like once in a, no, it's like a life changing experience. I think watching the room. Um, It'd be a I, bit weird to watch it by yourself. No, yeah. I mean, I, I was gonna say yeah. Like, if you're going to watch it, I would say don't watch it on your own. Either watch it with a group of friends and go into it knowing that it's not good and you're going to laugh at it because it's hilariously bad. Um, or, if you can, go watch it at a cinema with a big uh, public showing of it because they're the best. Like People, like, do various things. It's like almost like an interactive... Or similar to, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's an interactive uh, experience when you go and... Um, it's... Bring props, bring spoons to throw yeah. at the screen. Yeah, bring... Like... You shout out at the screen. You have some and... one-liners ready, like yeah. you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, we went. I think. I think I went like eight or nine years ago now, and I still think about it like quite often. Like, Leeds. Yeah, in Leeds. Yeah. I think have we. We. I've, I've definitely been more than once. Yeah, you've been a few times. I. I went with you, what guys, once. I think. You... I went to see it in the High Park. Yeah, yeah, that's where we went. I also yeah. think like Ant was right on the money when I th- genuinely think it's a life-changing experience because I think after you watch the room, or for me personally anyway, like changed how i watch films like films that are bad almost yeah i was kind of like there's you know bad films make me laugh but i was like actively enjoying how bad this was yeah i think one of the things that's amazing about the room is that you can watch it multiple multiple times which, which i have <laughs> and you get something new out of it every time which is yeah. i think i think that's always that's usually a sign of a good film this is in in this case it's not but it is like a case it's a it's a it's a, it's a good watch because it's just hilariously bad um but yeah so i say i'd say if you haven't watched the room you can watch the disaster artist and it's still really enjoyable but i think it gives a good a lot of extra context to the room so i'd say watch the room first you watch anything else then or uh i watched yeah some of my good friend johnny hello johnny oh hi there we watched uh a bit of a rom-com didn't we the other day yeah we had a, a great time yeah a bit of a, a little bit of a uh an evening with the with our wives and girlfriends and uh we watched a film called Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians on the projector in your house. I yeah. really want to see this film. Uh, why, why do you, Okay, from this point, why, why, why do you really want to see it? What so have you heard? Have you, <laughs> I've heard it's a really good, funny um, film to watch. Uh, yeah. oh, what's his name? The comedian, he's, he plays Chang in The Hangover. Oh, Ken. 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 Chang Mai. Is that his name? Sam King. This is going to go on a long, long time. Ken Jong. Ken Jong. That sounds right. Yeah. Ken Jong. Uh, yeah. So Ken. It starts Ken Jong. Oh, sorry. Ken Jong's um, essentially his comedy sketch. He talks about how like important Chrissy Rich Asians was as a as a as a representation of like funny Asian humor, mm. and like he he said that like um, that it's just a really good film for like that like representing that sort of like oh i don't know like um group of people yeah. and it's supposed to be really really funny and like he really just really rates it and based off his passion for it i was kind of like you know what i think i do and i've because I, there's a few films that the director who's done that is that he's done off the back of that and um they're all supposed to be, supposed to be pretty funny so i don't know it just it sounds sounds good like i'm always down for a funny comedy rom-com and would you say that this is 
say what maybe Nottingill is to an English oh, person. Oh, you took the words out of my mouth. To like this, this could yes. be something like that. This for... is like Nottinghill or like about time. Not in terms of like the the story or anything, but more in terms of like how Americans or how like people view like an idol idolistic version of like London or of like English people. Where like, but this is obviously like. In in China, oh, is it China? Is, is it Shanghai? I think it's Singapore. That's the one. Yes, yeah. but like for me, I mean, it's one of those films where you don't think about like what if this is if this is at all like possible, like you know, in reality, where but based on like you know, like are these people actually gonna be spending this much money on a wedding or whatever? But you just go, you go with it because it's it's fun to watch and it's like it's so extravagant and like. Parts of it, at least, that you sort of just like, oh, this is interesting to see this this sort of side of cult- that that culture, and also you sort of just get wrapped up in it all. And it's sort of like, oh yeah, this is this is yeah, it's the same as Notting Hill or or as um like about about time or about a boy or whatever. Where they they don't really like they they just like, set these people up and have these fantastic lives with like loads of money and like really nice apartments and you know really interesting wack- cool people and friends and family and stuff, which makes it a really fun film to watch. I mean, maybe there's some some like parts of this that are based in reality, but um, I I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it yeah, was it, fun. It was good. The basic premise of the film is that there's a uh, a young couple uh, and uh, a guy in the relationship says, "Oh, my grandma's having a party. Would you like to come come back to?" No, it's his uh, it's his friends getting married, isn't it? Oh, his friends getting married. Um, so basically, it's a it's a it's a trip home, but the uh, his girlfriend doesn't realise how wealthy he is, so she enters into this world thinking that she that he's on the same level as her, and then they they go into first class on the plane, and then they get picked up, and then they go to this massive mansion, and it's also like similar to like in terms of that that sort of uh, normal person getting getting brought into like. As an outsider into this like really ridiculously you know like uh, well off world, it's sort of similar to like Pretty Woman and that sort of thing. In terms of like not the story again, but just in terms of like lower class person coming into like an upper class environment. This is again fish out of water sort of thing, which is it's quite good. Yeah, I, like I'd say it's like not particularly offensive to anyone. It's kind of a pretty straight down the middle yeah. kind of comedy. Like there's there is one character in that that was my favorite. Who's um, that? This is gonna sound really weird, but, but the character that was ba- I'm pretty sure was based on Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh yeah, she might be an actual it might be an actual comedian or something. She's um uh, she's a rapper. Oh is she? I just get the ref- she just reminded me of Miley Cyrus just the way like she spoke and like her hairstyle and stuff. I think they referred to her as Ellen at one point, but yeah, she's, she was pretty good. She's a rapper known as Orkawifina. Mm. Yeah, it there was good. Go. It was a good film, and I, I enjoyed watching it with Johnny and Sarah. That was fun. Yeah, no, it was great, and Mel as well. Yeah, Mel was there. <laughs> cool. yeah, uh, Aaron, have you been uh, watching anything uh, recently? Yeah, I've, I've seen two films. Um, the first one was Syriana, uh, star- starring George Clooney, and Phone Jacker for all of four, four minutes or whatever. Spoiler. Um, do you know Phone Jacker? I'm sort of looking at the, me like... The guy from Four Lions? Yeah, the guy from Four Lions, yeah. I, I don't actually know his name, but yeah. He, yeah, film? Yeah. Phone Jacker? No, it's no, not a film. It's a TV, TV show. It's really funny. Uh, 
Um, Rubber dingy rapids, man. <laughs> yeah, again, for Lions, great film. Uh, yeah, it it's just basically, I don't know, do you know what? It's like two hours long. I sort of remember the story. It's to do with like America and like oil and like something. <laughs> when did you watch this out? It was like a week ago or okay. something. So it was pretty forgettable then? Yes. Yeah, honestly, like I got to the end and I was like, oh, wow. Where has all the time gone? <laughs> were, were you thinking that this was going to be like a Babel or a Munich just from the cover of the box? <laughs> yes, I kind of, yeah. What I should have done was Google it beforehand. And George Clooney's in it, so I thought, yeah, this what, is going to be like... What made you pick it to watch? George Clooney. It's on the front cover. Yeah, but he's on the front cover of a lot of, he, lot of films. Oh, yeah, I watch, I watch a lot of his films. He's got a beard. He looks stoic. He's looking across. There's Matt Damon in it. And who's the other guy? Like, yeah you think this is going to be top-notch action film. You're thinking Enemy of the State. You're thinking Munich. You're thinking, like, all right. these great Have you seen films. The American? He's in that as well. I, I quite like The American. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that as well. It's, but it, it seems to be a lot of these similar yeah, and that's what was, political, yeah. like, action. And that's what I, I went in thinking that, and it wasn't It was just all right. It wasn't Argo, was it? No, yeah, it wasn't In terms Argo. of, like, how good that was. Uh. Squeaky bum. Um, and then the second film that I watched was um, Captain Marvel. Finally, finally watched that. Mm. Um... Again, there's not much I want to say about it other than, like, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it was really nice to see Alison Brie get more screen time as Captain Marvel. Um, the visual effects. Well, you'd were... expect her to, considering it's a film. Yeah, film writer, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's a Fury origin story, kind of. Oh, yeah. Nick, Nick yeah. Fury. Uh, and that was... Um, the storyline was okay, yeah. Really, you know, not nothing, like, nothing crazy, but... I, there's a few twists in it that I thought were quite cool. Um, what would you say in terms of like we watched quite a lot of Marvel films recently? Yeah, where does it hit? Is it what's it above and what's it below? Like, oh, it's above like um, it's above a lot of them. It's not above Black Panther, Into the Spider Verse, Homecoming. Um, How about Ant Man? Mm, I, you know what, it's a, it's a bite around Ant-Man I'd say yeah like neck and neck for me Ant-Man and, and Captain Marvel the only reason Ant-Man wasn't that good was because it was wrote by Edgar Wright and then had loads of Edgar Wright moments but it wasn't directed by Edgar Wright mm. so everything just fell flat but Captain Marvel was pretty cool like, yeah I enjoyed it It it's weird because it got a lot of beef didn't it and I, I, didn't, I didn't see why just thought it was a good film I've been watching a lot of E3. That's what I've been watching. What's been your best trailer? Oh, right. Uh, probably Final Fantasy Seven. That did look good. I yes. lost my mind. Or Animal Crossing or Cyberpunk. Did you see the Blair Witch trailer? Talking about films. Yeah, I did actually. I was actually quite surprised. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. When, when, so it's a trailer for a game set in the woods with a shack, walking around with a torch, and it didn't tell you what the film, what the uh, game was. And it got to the point towards the end of the trailer where he goes inside the shack and then there's someone stood in the corner. And I was like, oh, they're just riffing off Blair Witch. That's, that's a bit rubbish. And then, it, <laughs> and then cut to the logo, Blair Witch. I was like, oh, right, okay, fair enough. The so, whole way through, I was like, Alan Wake, Alan Wake, yeah, Alan yeah. Wake. And but then, I did think, oh, I, actually, I'd probably be interested in I would, playing Yeah, I'd yeah. play that. I think, cre- cre- I'd be really creepy, though, put, walking through the woods. Ugh, that would be creepy. Could this be the game... Because uh, notoriously, like films and games, like making films from games and fi- games from films have always been 
real, yeah. really bad. Like, there's mm. not really that many good ones. Could this be the one that, like... Oh, no. I, I don't know. There's, 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 there's quite a few games that... Are, like, I mean, Spider-Man that came out in the, in the last few years, and it's not necessarily True. based on specifically a film, but... Yeah, it probably will. I think I think it it looks good. I mean, in terms of horror films as well, horror games yeah, as well, it does look good. It'll probably, and it's not because it's not tied directly to a film. It can, it can be sort of be looser and actually because have and time it, to make it. And there's, there's not been really a like a, a Blair Witch film for a long, long time, is there? So no, I yeah. oh, I remember watching that first one. It was so. I mean, I think I was probably I watched it with my dad. I was probably about nine <laughs> when I watched no. it. <laughs> and we yeah it was horrific and then i watched a few years later i watched a sequel which was awful absolutely awful i can't, I can't remember what it's called but it was this I, terrible i just want you to know Ant, that like because you were able to watch like 18 rated films and like <laughs> stuff like that and i wasn't i just thought you were the coolest i just genuinely was like oh god i'm so cool like so much. His, his parents let him watch it. Oh, my mum wouldn't let me, but my dad was just like, "Oh, whatever, yeah, fine, shove it on." So cool. Uh, I just remember being in college talking about it, and just like, "Oh yeah, I wish I could do that." My mum would just crucify me if <laughs> she caught me. I'm vanilla. I've not really watched much recently, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only thing I've watched is The Office. Um, I'm powering through this what season. I'm on season six. I, I came to Johnny's house today and uh, Johnny's girlfriend Sarah was here and I accidentally spoiled a big oh, part of the office. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, massive spoiler. Like, I've held that back for so long, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe it. I'm sorry. It's like... Oh, it just came out. It's no. the only thing that you wouldn't really expect to happen. No. Like, you, you think, okay... It's not. It's not. It's not a spot of everyone else. But yeah, okay. Yeah, you just you didn't expect certain people to get married. You didn't expect certain people to it's, have it's, a baby. It's about someone. Someone uh, later on in the season. Go, we have to believe this. Well, yeah. Says. Something happens to someone later on in the season, and I I, I came out with that, and it, and yeah, Sarah was a bit had a bit of a just shocked like face. <laughs> Wait, does it involve Michael? Yes. All oh, right. Okay. I think I know what it is then. Yeah. So, oh. so yeah. So, <laughs> cheers. That's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like coming in and ruining your TV yeah. watching. Yeah. Uh, so I'm getting looking. I'm looking forward to Robert California and all that good stuff to come because this is the second time around watching it. But it, we're watching it on DVDs, which is okay. But you really do miss like the ease of Netflix or whatever. Mate, right? Give me, give me a few. Give me a couple of days, I'll get it on my Plex server so you can watch it on that. We're not sponsored by Plex, by the way. Not yet. Um so yeah, so that's that's what I've been watching. Oh, one more thing. I did oh. pro- I promised my wife I would mention this. So every spring a certain television program comes onto TV and my wife gets super excited and super happy. And I'm just gonna put it out there, it, it is it is like not nothing to do with like movies really or anything like that. But if you get a chance, it comes across your screens. Have a watch of Spring Watch. It's it, if you get into it, it's quite fun. My wife, my wife loves it. Um, every time it comes on, there's, there's a violin intro music comes on, and we dance around the living room playing the visible light violins. And uh, yeah, we both quite get into it. It's good. I'd, I'd recommend watching some of it at least. Not Love Island. Oh no! Oh, but we did. Oh, oh man! No, so I'm, no, come no, on. no, 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 no,
uh, we were watching something and then Love Island came came on <laughs> and me and my wife were like, what is, like, obviously it's been on for ages and we were just like, who who watches, why would someone watch this? What is it? And then Mel was like, I'm kind of curious to see what it is because I've heard so much about it, like this is in the news. I want to notice. So we watched the very, the first episode, we watched like the first part of it where they were yeah. introducing the housemates or whatever. And basically, just in case anyone wants to know what it is, it's basically Big Brother where they're in a really posh house in Spain and they're trying nice. to get, and then they've got to get together to win a prize. That's it. That's all it is. It's and I was just like, this is awful and I hate everything I'm seeing on the screen. So I, I eventually just turned it off. So don't I worry. feel like we'd get more listeners if we were doing a podcast on Love Island. Then. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we're, probably. You know, we're for yeah, but we exist. We're for, for real all, there. Yeah, all the other people that don't watch Love Island. That's what we're, we're all about the spring yeah. walk. Or whatever it is. Spring watch, mate. Spring watch. It's great. Uh, also, before we begin, I I need to make a formal apology to Heather, my wife. Um, I've misrepresented uh, her on this podcast, and she was upset at the fact that um, I said that she didn't watch or had never watched Pokemon or would not watch horror films with me. Um, I was wrong on both those accounts. She used to watch Pokemon when she was a kid on the TV program. Sorry, Heather. And also, she watched both Halloween films and also she's you know what even before I said that she's watched horror films with me at home <laughs> so I don't know why you just lied you just blatantly lied I just misrepresent. yeah I did just lie about it. Heather I'm sorry anyway I also have some feedback for Johnny uh, Mel was very disappointed with your opinion on Moana um, not just for kids yeah it's for dogs too my opinion remains unchanged unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry oh like, <laughs> Again, another thing, some feed, more feedback. Maybe we should just make a feedback segment. Yeah, feedback section. Um, <laughs> it was my birthday on Monday, and my parents like oh, sent God. me a, a card. I opened it on my way here, and basically goes, "Oh yeah, well done, you're you're an old man now." And then my dad had wrote, "P.S. North by Northwest is a fantastic film." <laughs> 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 and uh, also, um, he said that um, where you live. Huddersfield is also in the North by Northwest, so you're basically living it. The North by Northwest, Thanks, Dave. It? I don't know. That's what he said. I read it on the card. But yeah. North by Northeast. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're pretty central in the country. North by North. <laughs> anyway. North. North, North by North. Yeah, birthday card's going to keep that one. That's good. That's funny. Cool. So that ends our new segment. Our first fan comments. mail. From <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you have any comments, good or bad, send them in. We'll read them out. Yeah. Gri- gripes, complaints, suggestions. Send them to the email uh, moviequestpod at gmail.com. Or message us on Instagram if that's easier. Do we have a Facebook? No. 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 We're not on Facebook. We're not going to have a Facebook either. And we're not going to get one. So there. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. The, screw you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, we we don't support you. On Instagram as well. Oh, okay. Sorry, Mark. Anyway, so uh, Halloween. Uh, that's what we're going to be chatting about this evening in some form. Uh, but H- we- had you mentioned that before, Johnny? Or we've just gone the whole time about mentioning what we're watching. Hol- no, no, I mentioned it right in the, in the beginning oh, okay. in the intro. Good. Yeah, okay, good. So people know that this isn't the Chernobyl episode. This no, is not Halloween. <laughs> yeah, they're not just, just teasing them the whole way. Not Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're we're, um, we're moving away from from high class drama into the world of slasher films. So, boys, are you 
is this something you, you're watching on a regular basis? Are you filling your time with knives and crazy deaths and one hour? Oh yeah, I, I love I love all these murder films. I love the slasher something genre. It's one of my favorite. No, I, I don't watch them at all, really. No, no, not really. You know, like, do you not think like we probably watched quite a lot of them when we were younger? Like, I would say because I just googled slasher film and I'm thinking like, so have you seen? I'll just I'll just say yes or no. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Nope. No. Yes. Halloween. Yes. Yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. No. Yeah. You've not seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. no. Right, have you seen Scream? One, two, yeah, or three? I've seen the yeah, first Scream. I've seen all of them, I think. Yeah, me too. Me too, me too, me too, me too. Uh, what else? I, okay, I've got some here. Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I yeah, that yeah. That, that was sort of a classic sort of teenage yeah, high school. I learned the Isley Brothers, uh, what's it called? Summer Breeze a version. Mm. There's, there's a terrible version, like a grunge <laughs> version of that in the beginning. I learned that on guitar. Anyway. Friday the 13th? Nope. Yes, you what? Mate, what the heck? Candyman? No. No, I've not seen that one. Oh, guys, what is going on? And there's another one up here that I was looking at before. Oh, yeah, Friday the 13th. Thir- uh, no, I've said Friday the 13th, haven't I? Has anyone ever seen Hellraiser? Oh, nope. no, I've never seen Hellraiser. I'd, I'd be interested to see that just because it's meant to be quite interesting. They're meant, they're meant to be doing a remake of that. Have you uh, seen? Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I saw that actually recently. Um, someone had posted something what? about it. Is there a game? Somewhere? Do you know what classes, what what makes a movie, uh, what what classes a movie as a slasher? Rather than a horror film? Yes. Um, I would say, from no expert opinion whatsoever, a slasher film is, I don't know, it involves a ch- being chased by somebody okay, with, a, with, a, ch- okay. with, a, with an implement. Aaron? Um, mass, mass murder or jump horror, something mm. like that. Apparently, I've read about before. Apparently, it's uh, it's got to be uh, you've been killed or someone's been killed by by a human, not by a monster. Uh, it could be like it starts off as a human and then eventually ends up being a monster. Um, and it's got to involve multiple deaths. It can't just be like one person gets killed and that's it. And it also isn't. Apparently, there's like a whole film genre about like um, people attacking your house. So, like the strangers, which that that, oh, that, yeah. that isn't a slasher. Apparently, so yeah, I I didn't know much about slashes to be honest before watching these films, and I've done a bit of, had a little bit of research before. I feel like it it sort of um, tickles the fancy of a a teenage boy. I f- I feel that when I was sort of fifteen, sixteen, I'd be like, oh yeah. Sunday night, Saturday night on Channel Four, there'd be like Scream or I know what you did last Sunday, yeah, definitely. Or that kind of thing, just be like, oh yeah, this yeah. would be really good to watch. I feel like they've gone out of fashion a little bit. Mm. I feel like they're a bit bigger more when we were when we were teenagers, like early two thousands, late nineties. I think they're a bit more more popular than now. I think yeah, we've gone sort of more into the zombie and. Yeah, the game's know. changed, hasn't it? Yeah. It's it's the um it's all that uh oh what's the one with like people getting possessed? What's it oh, called? Yeah, like the de- like exorcist sort of thing. Like it's yeah, it's hideous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The con- the conjuring and or they have that one. You know where like once a year in America, everyone can oh, do what they want, mm, like kill or whatever. Purge, yeah, the yeah. purge, something like that. But then right, so so do you take wait because I just want to rewind back. Chucky isn't a slasher. No, I think it is a slasher. But he's yeah, I know. He's a doll. Yeah, well, would the cultists doll. just be like, no, it's not technically yeah, a, I guess a slasher? So. 
That was one we make coming out soon as well. Of yeah, it, the trailer looked really good. Or, or what about Psycho? The original. I think Psycho is. Mm. Yeah, I think it is. Technically I'm not too sure about Psycho because although it it has a, a slashing scene in it, it's not. It's it's not got as many deaths in as you would maybe expect from. I think it's more horror. It's pretty cool. We are we're not cleared up on horror, are we? So I guess no. That's one of my weak points. I mean, saying that. One of my favorite films of all time, The Shining. You know, that's Ooh. obviously a horror film, mm. but it's not really like mm. a normal horror film. I don't think it's, it's no, psychological. No, no. Yeah, really. psychological. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, that is like one of my favorite films of all time. But apart, from, and and there are quite a few horror films I do like, but most like I love the thing. The thing is yeah, just great fantastic. Film. Great, great obviously film. Obviously, John but, film. Is it is it more to do with the setting and yeah. the way it makes you feel rather than the. Uh, yeah, I don't watch. The, I don't watch films beast. just to be scared or whatever. I, I enjoy, but that can be if it's part of it, it's fine. But like it's more, yeah, the setting, the people, the the what what the sort of mood and the atmosphere and the music and everything. And this is why I quite well. We watched. I watched the original Halloween for this podcast, and that's why I quite enjoyed that film as well because it had a lot of that same. Had a lot of the sort of like time and place, the period. The music, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the sort of like atmosphere. Yeah. It was like very similar to how I felt with like The Shining and stuff like that. Like it's, yeah. Is it like for example, because you, know you were saying it's kind of out of fashion. Have either of you seen It Follows? No. Yes. I, I haven't seen that. I do think it encapsulates that kind of teenagery, um, sort of young attitude slash horror quite well. It did mm. make me sort of. It, reminded me of things like Halloween mm, or, yeah. or Scream or things like that. Yeah, I think as well, like, other more, more modern films like that, uh, The Guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, again, similar film. sort of film. vibe. Even, like, this new film we're talking about, totally. Halloween 2018, there's bits of that that reminded me of The Guest, and I was, mm. and, but I was, it reminded me of how good The Guest was, uh, the whole, like, disco, uh, Halloween disco uh, uh, scenes and The Guest and stuff. But obviously, the guess is quite different. It's not yeah. it's not necessarily like a, a horror film, really. But it, if you haven't seen the guest or it follows, absolutely recommend seeing both. I think it was Ant that turned me on to the guest or Johnny. It was one of you two. It wasn't me. Yeah. Then it was you. I watched it at um, so the Odeon do like mystery movies sometimes, and I went down and watched it on my own. I just went in, didn't have a clue what the film was, and it just came on and watched it, and and, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Well, when I was doing some research on the original Halloween, uh, they did test screenings uh but they did them on 14 year olds what the heck um and yeah that they made tweaks according to what they said because mm. that was supposedly a good market to try and aim things up but maybe in 1978 they didn't have like a bbfc or well it would have had something but i think usually i would have thought they were they, you know you, you want to market it so that younger teenagers want to see it yeah, so it's yeah, sort of like yeah. an aspirational that, thing. That sort of thing, like, oh, I want to sneak in the cinema or I want to, like, get this on video. But anyway, so to talk about Halloween 2018, we need to look back at the original. Um, so I'm very briefly going to do uh, a synopsis of the film, try and just outline it for, for anyone listening at home who has not seen it. Um, so basically... Um, a young boy called Michael Myers on Halloween evening goes into his sister's bedroom and butchers her with a knife. He is put away for an amount of time, we think about 15 years, he's he's put away in prison. 
So at this point, he comes to the age of around 25, 30. Mm -hmm. At this time, he manages to escape from prison and he ventures back to his hometown where he's from uh, to find that his his house is abandoned and you know his family have obviously kind of moved on at this point. Laurie Strode uh, is a babysitter. Uh, she is minding her own business until her dad says, um, can you just drop this off at the old Myers house because he's in real estate and he wants to sell the house. I think I think she went goes to drop off some keys or something, yes. drop off a letter. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to the house, does something. It's not entirely clear what she does. I think she puts the keys under the mat. Yeah. Uh, and inside the house at this point is Michael Myers and he sees this girl with uh, somebody who she's babysitting, uh, drop this thing off in the house and then she walks off. And you think, gosh, how unlucky just to to drop something off at a house on that particular day and then for the rest of your life be followed by this maniac. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, so after that point, uh, Michael Myers sort of stalks uh, Laurie Strode, famously stood between uh, washing in the garden, looking up at a window, you know, follows her around the town. And then this leads to a a murder spree, uh, killing several of her, her friends and a final showdown in uh, the house that she's babysitting in. Laurie, Michael Myers is, you know, almost sort of superhuman. He's very strong, very tall, wears a boiler suit, has got a big white mask. Uh, And, um, yeah, Laurie Strode manages to take him down with a coat hanger, poke him in the eye. And then Dr. Loomis, who is a psychiatrist who's been in charge of Michael, um... In, in in prison, in his sort of trying to figure out why he's doing all this crazy stuff, comes in, sees the the mess he's created, and fires seven rounds into him, knocking him off a balcony. End and, credits. Yeah, and it's a, and it, the shot, the last one of the last shots is him on the floor, outside the house, like lying on the ground, and then it cuts back, and then he's gone. And you're like, oh my gosh, he's disappeared. Yeah. So we've all managed to watch the original film in preparation for this new film, the 2018 version. So did did you guys have any kind of thoughts? Had you seen it before? I think I'd seen it. I remember, I have a vague memory of seeing it, seeing it years and years and years ago when I was on holiday in, in Blackpool. And it was, I was left, I was ill and left alone in the, in the room and I put the TV on and Halloween was on. And I remember the intro credits. It was really memorable. Like the, yeah. the music, I don't really remember much else after that. I feel like I probably was just like on my Game Boy or something and not really paying attention. Um, so yeah, I hadn't seen it. I watched it obviously a few days ago and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it felt like it wasn't trying to do too much and it knew exactly what it wanted, what it wanted to do mm. and it just nailed it. It, it really did nailed the atmosphere and the, the that vibe. It's one of the things that I always... I always don't really get is obviously in Britain we don't go crazy for Halloween yeah. whereas in America it's such a massive deal and I kind of always think oh it'd be really cool to be in America and for like for the Halloween night which is what this sort of film almost like but again for an American it probably is not that big a deal because you're probably used to it but as a you know outside of America it sort of makes you feel oh it's like a fun time and it's like interesting you know to, to see all these people dress up and for Halloween yeah. to be such a big big deal you sort of see it on Stranger Things and like various other mm. uh, like films and TV shows where it's kind of like 
a big event and it's yeah. almost like a holiday which we kind of have but um i don't know it was, not the same like, thing, it? yeah it's not it's not the same area like halloween sort of he kind of bunker down and open no one knocks on your door what did you think aaron Oh, I, I've seen Halloween a bunch of times um, over the years, and I think I watched it recently, like maybe, well, I'll say recently, like maybe two years ago. Uh, I just think it's a great, great film. It, it, it's, I think it's shot really well. The pacing of it is is, is mm. almost perfect for that type of film, for, yeah. for, what, for what it's trying to do. Um, I don't think the story is, like, complicated. No. Like, no. I, I just think it goes in, it knows exactly what it wants, it shows the viewer... Um, and tells us tells this story about this like psycho just almost perfectly. You can see why a lot of like other slashers and a lot of other films, horror films, just took whatever it did and just copied it mm-hmm. for years after it. Um, and you can see why um, Jamie Lee Curtis for years was known as the scream scream lady scream girl scream queen scream queen. There we go. Thank you, dude. I uh, couldn't remember the name, but yeah, like. It, because she just did, did such a good, good job. Mm. I mean, it's obviously, like, I think now watching it, I find it way funnier than maybe... A... It is very corny. Yeah. Like in parts. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to get go into this too much, but, like, the bed, the, the bit where he's got a bed sheet <laughs> over his head, it's just oh, so I ridiculous. It. I loved it. It's just it. like... But then you, you go with it, because it's like... Yeah. It's that, it, it feels like it, it works with the film for some reason. But it is sort of like it was parts of it where I wasn't really that scared no. all the time. There's some bits, some jump moments, and there's some ten- bits of tension where you felt you kind of get into it. But a lot of the time, a lot of the time, I was just like, "Why?" I was, I think I thought I was thinking into it a bit too much. I was thinking, "How does he have time to like move these bodies around into like into like places <laughs> where holes they, in yeah. the blankets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, move bodies into places where people are going to open the doors and they're going to get jumped and jump jump scares, and it's just like." But, I mean, you can't think too much into it, otherwise... You have nah. to he loves his craft, that's the thing. Like, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, that, but if that's the thing, though. It really did feel like he, he was, like... He loves the idea of, like, horror and Halloween and, like, jumping. Uh, jump no, well, the, the thing is, though, the whole point... what That doesn't really work for me, because the whole point of Michael Myers is that he's supposed to be completely emotionless. So, like, it just seems weird that he seems to enjoy... Like, but then, like again, in the in this in this new one, him him getting his mask again and all that, like he seems to really like. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to having this mask on so I can do some murders. Uh, Johnny, what, Johnny, what did you think about uh, the original? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I echo Aaron's um, point about the pacing. Pacing's like really good in this film. The first hour is, you know, it's quite slow, uh, and for this sort of film, you just think, well, like they could have easily gone to like some kills straight away yeah, and they could yeah. have just start with the action. Um, but yeah, I think the pacing's really kind of mature for the, for this style of film, uh, especially at that, that point in time. And also the music I really like so good. the music. There's so good. I think there's two or three bits of music. Um, and there's probably one or two variations of it, uh, throughout the film. Uh, but there's obviously the main theme tune, but there's also like another piece of piano music, which is like a longing yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. dreary yeah. piano-y type thing, which just sounds really cool and helps sum up that um, suburban atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that that world that it's in is just kind of, um, I think we spoke about it before, that uh, that place that feels quite familiar to us being 
like here we're sort of in in the suburbs of where we are it kind of feels like something like this could maybe happen you, around here maybe not in Huddersfield but like Altrincham I'm saying <laughs> read, that, read the news recently hmm. yeah um, so yeah I, I, I quite enjoyed it yeah obviously there's some funny moments isn't it as well but uh... as I was watching it I kept thinking someone could, I'm sure this has been done before but someone could easily take a bunch of the scenes from this film and you know when and chop them up and put them to like romantic comedy, oh, yeah, like romantic music, easy. and make like a trailer for like for like this guy who just he's just lonely and just wants a friend and just and 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 is in love with this girl. I, I mean, I, I can imagine that's been done already. But what? what so the film's an hour and thirty-five minutes long. When do you think the first murder happens? Where does it happen? Yeah, yeah. In the film. Yeah, in the film. Other than the start, obviously. I don't. I can't, it's hard to remember. The thing is with this film is it, this and the new one keep blurring into one for me because I watched them so close together. So the film's 130, so it's one hour, 35 minutes long. The first kill is around 50, 55 minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh. So just think about that. And then when you start thinking about the other film, hmm. just I've got the time when the first happens as well on that. Because for me, I think that's quite important because I think even after 50 minutes, I felt appropriately built up for for the 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 fallout of just like the amount of killing that kind of happens at the end, and I just thought the pacing and the sort of like uh, crescendo towards it was just so good, and like I was I felt really prepared, and like I was just so emotionally involved. Even though like as I said, I laughed at a lot of this the stuff now because obviously some of it is a bit dated. It still just felt right, I think, for the film, which is quite good. I don't okay. know. Well, before we get into 2018's Halloween, uh, there have been several other Halloween films which have uh, come out. I think we were up to number 11, including the latest one. Uh, and there's um, there's quite a good um, diagram, uh, really, which sort of shows you all, all the different uh, things. We might put it up on a link in Instagram or something when we, when we post about it. But, um, yeah, there's about five different strands of of the Halloween story that you can follow. The right mess, isn't it? Yeah, um, done by different directors, done by, you know, people just different visions. Some stuff doesn't have Michael Myers in at all, so, like, Halloween 3 is just completely nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's to do with, like, uh, people wearing a mask and then when a TV advert comes on, they get possessed. Um, Halloween 2 is... A direct uh, sequel, so literally it happens straight after this film. Isn't it? Yeah, the moment. Sorry, actually after the first film. Yeah, after the first film. So uh, we follow Laurie. She goes to the hospital to get checked out for for what's gone on. Um, Rob Zombie did a couple of films back in two thousand and seven. He did Halloween, uh, which is an inventive name, and then Halloween two. So you know, films with exactly the same name. It's just all sorts of stuff going on. It's 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 quite a uh, a mess to, to sort of behold. There was even one with uh, what's the name of the rapper? Is it LL Cool J? LL Cool J? I don't think no, it is. Buster it? Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah Buster Rhymes. Uh, I think that was Halloween Resurrection, where Buster Rhymes. Oh. It's either Resurrection or Hey Two O, and he has a kung fu fight with Michael Myers. Great. There's also great. <laughs> there's also one of the films. I'm not sure which one it was. 
was at just after Blair Witch and it had loads of like CCTV CCTV that uh, was resurrection huh. and like yeah. webcam I think it was I Excellent. can't remember exactly how it worked <laughs> but I was watching YouTube videos of it and it was it looked awful how many of these was Jamie Lee Curtis in? she's in quite a few I think but yeah. I know she's in a, a, a absolute shed load of them yeah, yeah. she's just like yeah just give, it, give, give me the money yeah give me that money so yeah so we're up to the kind of the fifth sort of storyline for Halloween as we come into um, 2018. So this this film kind of neglects all the other Halloween films apart from the first original one, and it's based 40 years later. So over the time that's um, gone by, Michael Myers has been caught at some point. He's been chucked in prison, and we start the film off by uh, two... Uh, English podcasters, um, so I'm imagining. English? Yeah, they're they're oh, English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're oh, English. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think they are actually English, but they're playing English people. Oh, yeah, wow. you um, now find the accent immediately annoying. <laughs> no, no, they bother me. Yeah, so they they go to this high security prison and they go into a yard with lots of criminally insane people doing. Um, I feel like trope. Insane people things. Yeah, that is very tropey. Um, Do you know what I think it was, it was quite. It was trying to be a little bit arty. Yeah, it's weird. It was like shot. That like, whole scene was, wasn't it? And it like it like the crescendo, like him holding the mask out, yeah. the music going, and then it cuts to the, the title. Actually, I didn't mind that. I thought it was quite good. What was weird was you know when like the the doctor was like, "Tie your left shoelace." The one with the umbrella, he's gonna be an issue. Even though the dude's chained up and in a square, I think it was more like he was going to make a lot of noise and be annoying. Ah, uh, like, okay. Yeah. The podcast that I try to interview him. So. Yeah. So this yard is like a big chessboard almost. It's got like these weird red and yellow tiles, and all the there's like you know a dozen inmates there, all all squared off in their particular area, and then and like. All of a sudden, they all start going absolutely crazy. But Michael Myers is just there, stood facing away from the camera. Uh, he's old at this point. He's coming up to his 60s, probably 65, maybe, something like that. Um, I think he's 61. And he's still pretty tall. Big dude, like, big dude, big dude. And, um, yeah, these reporters go up to him and try and chat to him. Doesn't say anything because that's his character. He doesn't have to say anything. Everyone's, um, everyone's making a podcast these days, aren't they? Yeah. I <laughs> know. Can I just say, the mic, when they're holding the mic up, I was just got annoyed because I felt like, it's just going to be making loads of wind noise, surely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just like, come on, these supposed to be podcasters, what's not doing? You know, I think they just like, I felt like they just like, they listened to Serial and was like, <laughs> oh, let's try, let's ride that. that I feel uh, like that, that's been, it's funny seeing, the separate note, but it's see, seeing like, uh, the character of a podcaster being in a film. Yeah. Like, it's happened a few times now. It's a film I haven't seen yet, but Tusk, it's supposed to be there's a the main character is a podcaster, um, you know the Kevin Smith. Yeah, I was um, gonna say it's like the Kevin Smith film. Yeah, that yeah. tanked. But yeah, like I feel like that's that's happening more and more often as it becomes a bigger medium. But anyway. it's cool. That's why we do it. Yeah, this Michael Myers who's in this film is the original Michael Myers from the first film. The actor. Yeah. The actor. Um, so I've, I think he's played. He's been in three of the Halloween films. Yeah. What other ones he been in? I'm not sure which other one he's been in. Too sure. But. I'll have to research it. I read that he was in three. Um, so yeah, so we see Michael Myers. Yeah, he's a he's a tank. He's you know 
six foot plus, you know, six and a half foot, maybe seven foot. Could have played the mountain. This film pretty much follows the original Halloween film where he escapes from the asylum. Yeah, it it has like, it's basically the same storyline and it's, it has all these little nods throughout the film where they're like, eh? Eh? Do you remember this moment? Do you remember it? Eh? It is and it isn't though. It 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 is in some ways, but in other ways it tries to do something different, I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, but definitely there's loads of shots in the film where they like hark back to the original. Yeah. Remember this being good? Remember this 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 being really good? So like I don't know if you wait, get to this bit. Wait, but... wait. Well let's break it down. Okay, go on. He's in a he's in psycho psycho ward. He escapes the psycho ward. Mm-hmm. There's babysitting in it. And before the when the babysitters get killed, he goes after Laurie. Right? That's that's the original film as well, isn't it? Yeah, but in the original film, they were, like they didn't have the different relationships between the mother and daughter. Oh yeah, and daughter. yeah, but that's just like an added. It's they the same. They didn't have boom. like the dance. They didn't have, like yeah, this it's very it's similar. It's, it's the, yes, it's, it's similar, it's, it's but the they, they are they are trying to do they're trying to say other things aren't they, than the original film. Hmm. So yeah, 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 they definitely are. Yeah, you're right. They're they're, they're trying to say other things, but. I just I thought it was the same film. About five five six minutes into the film, we see Laurie Strode um, looking a bit worse for wear after a life of preparing to battle Michael Myers. At some point, can yeah. you sort of describe what she's been up to in this time? Seems like she's basically taking a leaf out of John's book and become a bit of a prepper. <laughs> so hey, you cannot. You have a. I mean, she's got a Brexit cupboard. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's got a Brexit basement. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at first I thought this is a bit over the top. I was like, okay, this is a bit much. She's basically, I mean, it's very, it reminded me very, very much of Terminator Two of um, of the main character uh, Sarah Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah, Sarah Connor. You know, yeah, 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 the yeah. first film, she's a victim to this to this monster, this like emotionless monster, and then the second film, she becomes a badass and like trains herself and like goes on the offensive. So again, I still definitely saw uh, similarities between those two. Um, but it did feel a bit over the top, like the whole like kitchen island yeah. stuff in the house. and all, all. But I actually quite liked how that came into play. And I think for me, one of the first lines in the film is the doctor, the doctor saying to the podcasters, don't underestimate him. Um, so about, uh, about Michael Myers. And you can tell she hasn't over- underestimated him. She's prepared to the you know to her best of her ability. It's a um, bit different from the original one, isn't it? A bit different, like guns and quite, I don't know, a bit more actiony. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. Just a bit. The other one's quite slow, methodical, but this yeah. one, it's from the get go. It, it it sort of started that way. With being in the in the um the the, the uh, insane asylum, but then when it sh- cuts to Laurie, she's like shotguns and all yeah. this sort of stuff, and you're thinking like, oh, okay, 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 went for a, a bit of a different ride. It's a yeah, bit, a bit intense. I think you, you you really see her though, like you see that side of it, and then you see her when she comes to her daughter's graduation meal. I think it is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you, I think it's a graduation meal. She's some sort of meal for her, and she's basically just comes as she's a, a mess and she's yeah. crying and like. And you see, like, she's actually still kind of vulnerable and it's still, obviously, it's hot there and, like, she can't get away from this, yeah. this, this dude. And that's that's more of, of what I thought we would see, you know? I thought, like, the film would explore this this 
um, nervous, uh, clearly struggling with like anxiety, anxious lady who's mm. obviously been through this really traumatic experience and it's affected, it's trickled down and affected the rest of her family. And I really thought the film would explore explore that more than it did. Yeah, I think it should have explored that more. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been a much more interesting film. But the flaw in any film, any Halloween film, is there needs to be a lot of cannon fodder, a lot of people to get killed. And that's oh, why neat. I think they just shoved in so many characters, like uh, Laurie Strode's daughter, mm-hmm. and then her husband, who's from Home Catch Fire. I'm going to mention that every episode I can, if, <laughs> if possible. And then, like, all the guys in the school, like the two geeky guys, the guy, uh, the, the boyfriend of Lo- uh, Laurie Strode's granddaughter, and then his friend, and then various other people who I just feel were created just to be slashed off like by. The, the boyfriend, the only reason why he existed was to throw her phone and get rid of her phone, so she didn't have the... She didn't... As a viewer... We're not like, why don't you just ring your, your grandma or whatever? Or why, why don't they just ring her? So they have to get rid of her phone for some somehow. So they were like, okay, we're going to have a boyfriend who's going to be a bit mean and he's going to throw a boyfriend, he's gonna throw a phone into the punch or whatever. He's a jackass and he doesn't he doesn't get got, does he? No, no, he doesn't, no. What? Yeah, because he cheats, he cheats on her, doesn't he? Yeah. He yeah. doesn't even get got. Yeah. What kind of message is that sending? <laughs> well, the, I, mean, I mean, the original's... So the original film supposedly like it's every time someone has sex on, you know, that they get killed, is what what is basically what happens in that film. And she, and like some people took that as because, uh, she didn't she wasn't with anyone and she was like she didn't have sex on on film. That's why she survived. But then like I read an interview after I read an interview where he, uh, he was talking that uh, John Carpenter was talking about it and he was saying it didn't even enter his mind at the time. It was more that. All these couples were just were just uh, distracted mm. and were like busy, you know, having sex and distracted with each other that they didn't pay attention. Whereas she was on her own and she was like more alert and saw what's going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So so like you could say in the new one that they tried to they they still like went with that same theme of like these couples that were like you know get you know having uh, you know. They they were like you know babysitting and having the house themselves or whatever, mm. and they were getting punished for like for being involved with each other and stuff like. It, I I get what you mean, Johnny. Like they had to have a lot of fodder, so it sort of had to have a, a lot of characters you weren't that interested mm. in because it just yeah, but there's boring. but there's people that just like rando people that just die in it. Like remember the lady who's like someone gets a phone call it's like Michael Myers is in town and then she just gets it in the back of the neck yeah, or something. I think they just I think that that's like the director loving the original films and wanting to just indulge himself and letting him letting come up with these scenarios about how how he could he could like kill off loads of people with with, with Mike Myers. Did you have a, a favorite scene? I had a favorite so yeah, I had a few a couple of good scenes that I liked. So my favorite favorite scene in the whole film was uh at the end of the film, when they're in the house, and the daughter is with her, um, in the basement, and basically, the way that daughter's played throughout the whole film is that she doesn't want anything to do with her mum and her prepper ways and her like, you know, being arms and teeth and protecting herself, and she's sort of left that life from when she was a kid. She sort of walked away from that life, but it's when she's in in the basement, and uh. Mike Myers has pulled the kitchen 
um, island, the kitchen island off the uh, basement. And she's basically got the gun and she's like, it's like crying and whinging. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Trying to get him to walk. And he, as soon as he walks into sight, she then clicks in and, and, and is like, gotcha. Or I can't remember exactly what she said. And then she, she takes a shot at him. And I thought that was class because he realized that the whole point, the whole time where she's been freaking out and stuff, you realize actually, no, she's, she's intentionally trying to get him to come down. And, and then you realize it's the whole thing's a trap to get him into this into the basement and I thought that was like a really nice like twist on what was happening and it, um I think you know for, I was trying to figure out afterwards did she actually was she like in on it the whole time I don't think she was but I think once she went back to the house and she'd been told she'd been training you know, as a kid what the whole point of the basement was and like the the trap and all that like it sort of all kicked back in with all the sort of training and stuff and I loved that that that, that, that section was really good Aaron, dare I ask? No, no, there was... There was... Have you got a favourite scene? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, so, I, I just want to talk about my favourite scene in the, the original one first before we get to okay. to this to this one. So, there's a scene where um, I think it's Laurie. I think, I think it's Laurie. And there's uh, she's stood in the, the hallway and then there's like a black black door to to another room and it's black and then obviously they must have changed the exposure or something because you just see his face appear really slowly um in the blackness and it's just like quite cool and i thought like this film's best moments were when they were sort of doing that so like you know when um halloween's sort of happening and, and Mike, michael myers is walking through all the streets but you're watching it from either just behind him mm-hmm. and he hasn't really killed anyone you're just following him or uh, it's doing it through his eyes and he's sort of looking through. And it was quite um, quite long. It was quite a long moment. I think that was a really good point. And then also like when it was sort of alluding back to you know, the whole the, the babysitter scene when she's like chatting to the the, babys- the boy, the little yeah, boy. And then she's like, oh, you're my favorite, whatever. And like that whole thing with like, um, like with the Dave and, and her and stuff like that. I thought all of that sort of nodding towards the original was pretty cool. Right, okay, so I think we've given this film so far a pretty pretty good review and I think a lot of people listening right now will be like, oh yeah, yeah, that Halloween film, that sounds pretty good. But it's not all that, it's not all it's made out to be from, from what we've said so far. What are you talking about? It's masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm not into my final review of this film yet, but let's unleash the beast. So what do you think this film's trying to say? Like, what is its vision? What, what do you think the director is trying to get across with this new rendition of Halloween? Right. So, first of all, I'm just going to just pick a couple of scenes that I was just like, right, I don't really get what you're trying to say. Uh, it confuses me. First of all, I don't really get where they're going with the podcast and the British people and then the, the fact that they die and the... I don't know. And then he picks up the mask, whatever. That was all stupid. Um, but the main one, the one, the point where I, I got... Know. I know what he was trying to say. He was trying to say... It wouldn't be a cool um, scene to hold the mask up in front of him and go, <laughs> say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then cut to credits. That's what he had that. In, he had that in his head, I think. Has he ever said anything? Mm. He's never. I mean, it may be in the not, other films. I don't, think, I don't think in the films I've watched. I think who would give the podcaster the evidence? Uh, yeah, I don't. Why would they give the podcaster yeah, the evidence? Rather, the please give him the evidence. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, whatever. Right. So then they. I, 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 after so 
the first kind of death, which is like sort of 20, 20, 30 minutes into the film. So it shows, first of all, that really they don't have any clue what they're doing because like they just need to be like, right, if we start killing Nye really quickly into the film, then people obviously be interested in it. Um, but so there's this kid and he's going on a camping trip with his dad and then he's like talking about how, he, oh, dad, you know, I don't like going camping or I don't mind going camping, but I prefer dancing. And then the dad goes, oh, do you love dancing? And then he goes, yeah, I love dancing. And then they just like kill this kid. And it's just like, right, first of all, what are you trying to say in the conversation? And then like, why that? Like, I don't really get, I, just, I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. And then you just, you just kill this kid. And it just seems a bit all just like pointless, trivial. It just, it was stupid. And then all the cuts for the film, were terrible like other than the one scene that i've talked about that were good i again i don't really get why laurie's become this like weird badass and also it's just the whole the whole premise of the film is stupid and i wanted to turn it off <laughs> i just wanted it was so bad and i was like no well, i can't the thing is i mean again i haven't seen the other films but i would imagine they're trying to take a different approach to this they're trying to make it more like what what would happen if instead of her just running away from 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 Mike from Mike Myers that she actually hunted Mike Myers? So they're just trying to do a twist on that, aren't they? That's that's what they're doing. Like they're trying to like twist it from her being the prey and him being the hunter to her being the hunter and him being the prey. Yeah, but what about all that little that chaff in the middle though, where he just goes around killing random people and she doesn't really? Well, they have to they have to show the people who haven't seen the original Halloween. That he's a really bad guy, don't they? Mm. Like, there's a point, you know, when the when the kids are running through uh, the kids, the the uh, granddaughter and her friend uh, climb over the fence, and then mm. she climbs over the other one, and he's sat there in the grass. I kept thinking, like, when 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 my Myers turns up, I was thinking, oh, just he's just prophetic, this kid. Just leave him alone. It'd be kind of funny if he just walks off and just like he's not even worth killing. But you know, they have to kill him because it's one of those films. Um, so like yeah, I think they just like have to show the audience that he's a really horrible guy. I guess he's like emotionless, and they're just gonna kill all these people to sort of. If you if you had a slasher film that didn't have any killings, it wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, but there's a, there's a good. I the best bit is because we just watched Halloween. Like you mean, it's the pacing wise. Like it should have been. Paced yeah, a lot better. it paced a lot better, and also like there's there's a tasteful way of like killing people, and then there's like a distasteful <laughs> way of killing yeah, people. Yeah, I know what you mean. And this film just felt like they were like, yeah, this is like, like stamping this dude's head and his brain falls out. And I was like, that is not interesting to me whatsoever. Like, like in the original, for some reason when I was watching it, I kind of just knew that nothing was going to happen to the kids. And I kind of was at ease at that point. I was more worried about the teenagers, but like mm. the young kids, I thought, they're not going to do anything with them because that's just like mean and horrible. But it's like, yeah, it opens up with him killing a kid in the, in the truck. Yeah, but again, I don't really... Killing someone who's young does isn't like a, a shock thing to me. It's just the fact that like I felt like the director or the writer were trying to say something through this kid and this dad having like this sort of like a dad you don't understand me moment, and then they just Maybe. jump into this whole like weird thing where like they're getting killed. I think they just needed some filler or filler conversation. It just seems really forced it, and weird. It, it it kind of seemed to me like. Oh, this is a this is a short shot from like Boys Don't Cry, and I'm just like, 
what? Why is this in this film? And then everyone just gets killed. Just like, oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah, it was like, am I witnessing Billy Elliot? Oh, Billy Elliot's dead. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. It, just, oh, yeah, it yeah. seemed mental. And then, like, spoiler alert, the doctor's a bad guy. I thought that twist worked well. Actually. Are you kidding me? No, I thought Are that you well. kidding me? No. I'm not it, kidding you. I guessed it straight away. I didn't guess it. And then I thought, right, the moment when he when he becomes the, finally becomes the bad guy, I was like, literally when he was bending down, he was like checking on Michael. I was like, oh, no, maybe he won't do anything bad because Michael will just kill him. And then he does something bad. And I was like, oh, no, I was right. Mm. And I just think, like, get better. Get better at being a horror film. No, it, I, actually, I actually thought that worked quite well. I wasn't expecting it. Why? Um, How did you not, like... The fact that it was I like, didn't expect it. I was, wasn't expecting it. So I thought it was quite because at that point, she's in the car with the policeman and the doctors there, and they're like running. And I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. How the hell are gonna?" Because like you feel kind of safe at that point, and then, and then within like thirty seconds, it's all turned all twisted around again. And she's trapped in the car with, with with Michael Myers, and it's like I thought I quite enjoyed that bit. I thought it was quite good. If you if you look back into the law of Michael Myers mm-hmm. in Halloween. Uh, this has happened before, hasn't he, it? He's had accomplices before. The Man in Black. I think it was in Halloween four or five from the thirty-minute video I watched about the Halloween yeah, series. And it, another one was that yeah, the doc, I don't know if it's the same guy, but the, one of the doctors from the from the his original asylum was also like he he also was like part of the occult or whatever that was like helping him. Mm. And did you have any major observations about what the film was was trying to say? What was it oh. was it trying to say um, to our modern audience? I don't know. I'm, I'm not... I, honestly, I, I don't know whether I got a clear message from it at all, to be honest. Like, like it was just... To me, it felt like it was just trying to revoke the original, but then you had this idea of, oh, what happens if... Yeah, what happens if, like, instead of her being a victim, she became... that She, she t- twisted it on its head. Which I think is... A, I think that's fine. And I think, like, you know... Making, but one of the things I did. This is what this is an awkward thing. So with this film, they were trying to make it so like you felt like yes, yeah, she's a she's a she's a badass. She can look after herself, mm. and uh, I, I felt like by doing that, they seem to make every male character in the film just a complete and utter dud. They were just there was like they were all either mean, stupid, or like naive i guess so we just all none of the male characters were there wasn't anyone i was rooting for at all mm. it's not a big deal because like this film you know obviously is trying to it's trying to like the thing it's trying to show is this like these like family of like you know the the, the grandmother the mother and the daughter all sort of working together mm. but i just don't think it even it didn't really work for me on that on that like approach like the granddaughter was completely pointless in the whole, the whole film I was thinking about this. If she wasn't in the film, if they just cut her out, her whole part out, the film wouldn't change. It would be exactly mm. the same, basically. Like, obviously, they have to like change some of the scenes and stuff. But like in terms of what it does, like not she has no pivotal moment. She has no like. There's nothing that she does that's actually like interesting. She pretty much just wanders between. She doesn't get chased by the by Mike Myers that much. She just sort of wanders between like between these scenes there's a whole section which is wandering through the forest which is completely pointless uh, I I thought her character could have been completely cut and it would just have been just just have been uh, what's the main lady's name Laurie Stroud Laurie, yeah her and her daughter and that would have been fine they could have done exactly the same story just with those two um, 
But yeah, in terms of like the overall, I don't really, I couldn't really detect anything like apart from just turning on, on turning it, turning it on its head a little bit. That's the only. It just felt like the director was was just in love with the original film and wanted to sort of invoke the original film and then do a bit of a twist. Do you think like the um, so all the the house, the, the booby trapped house? Do you think that was a bit too far fetched sort of thing? Yeah. Is that a problem oh, you have with it? Because uh, I kind of liked some of the inventiveness, but it was kind of ridiculous in parts. Well, if you actually think about it, like the way that they were trying to trap Michael Myers was in the cellar. So they were in the cellar and they were trying to lure Michael Myers down the cellar so that they could trap him inside yeah, the cellar no, it, it does, to yeah, set him on yeah, fire. So somewhere in that planning stage, you're going to have to be like kind of dancing around Michael Myers to like you get on top of the stairs and he can get yeah. down the stairs or like, you know, push him I, yeah. into the stairs sort of thing. I, I do agree. Like, yeah, it was a bit much. And I think, but you can start poking holes in this film in so many places. Poke away, mate. Poke away with what I want you to do. You have poke. Any, do you have any gripes, any obvious gripes that you can well, okay. tell us about? At the end of the film, when they're in the in the house, and she, stu- she just keeps doing the... Well, that's one of the things I've written down in my notes, is I hate it when characters do stupid things in horror films. Like just, They make... Like, in, in the original Halloween, there's, there was no there was none of that, really. It was all, like, people oh, heard a noise, so they want to see what it is. That's fine. That works. Um, but then, like, like on this film, when the bloke again talking about the how the male characters are so terrible, the bloke, the the dad, or the well, the the yeah, the dad of the granddaughter, he goes out and just like, hey, policeman, hey, is there anything? Got any updates? What's going on? And he, like, and they don't, the, the police car doesn't like doesn't move, and there's no no like response from it. Like he he must have known so much about what happened with these murders and known about Michael Myers. But instead, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to walk out here and be fine. And then obviously he gets killed and he's like, this is just stupid. It's annoying. It just makes, like, that sort of thing I really don't like in horror films when they do this. Um, I get, straight after that, she goes to the door and sees uh, Mike Myers. And then, even though we've seen earlier on in the film that she's got this, like, <laughs> metal grate in front of the door, yeah. somehow that's disappeared. And because she stood, she stood really close to the door next to the wind the glass window you know she's been preparing the whole time but she hasn't bothered to put like a stronger door on the on the on the on, a, on the house and she's she then gets grabbed from behind and almost choked to death again it, i understand why they do this thing because otherwise it'd be really boring if it was like a fortress and, and then they couldn't get in but it's just i wish there was i wish it was done better i wish yeah. it was like, it, like so you're talking about yeah her being a hunter and maybe 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 that being done better. Like I could see this almost like a, a No Country for All Men style thing, where mm. where like she's like just you know just managing to escape and just managing to fight him off and stuff, and you know and then like turn, turning the tables and stuff. Whereas it it didn't, you didn't I guess you didn't really get that throughout the whole film. Really, it was only towards the end where they did it. So now thinking about it more, yeah, I, I agree. Like it could have been, it could have been a lot better. Um, I feel like probably the reason why it. it, it it struggled with that is they were, I felt like it was probably two films battling out here. It was the original Halloween they were trying to show. And then they had this idea for this, like this, like, you know, horror house, like of, of, of booby traps at the end. And they tried to fit them together. And I feel like if they would have probably should have gone for one or the other, um, a little bit. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. Cause I've been talking for five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, any gripes? Ever want to watch this film again? 
like i don't know like there's so many things that were wrong with it like it's like what ant says like about the whole like i wish people in horror films weren't so stupid and it's like me as a viewer right like i know that's dumb treat me treat me as someone who knows that's dumb and maybe make a smart a smart person who's getting hunted by like someone who's crazy and when it's like dumb teenagers you kind of forgive it because yeah. you're like oh they're just yeah. being idiots so just they're just like messing around with each other they're a bit drunk or whatever you sort of like go with it yeah when it's a fully like, grown adult fully grown adult bloke who's like worried that his daughter has been taken yeah. knows that there's a psycho murder after him. him yeah it's just so ridiculous it's just stupid isn't it and it's like i don't know there's plenty of horror films hereditary uh it follows uh, Babadook that just are just I mean this is because I know what I like and I know what, what gets me scared but like they treat me as a viewer as as an intelligent human being and I'm able to understand situations and like this film it, sorry those, those those films created smart um, characters that were dealing with these really horrific situations mm-hmm. like whereas this film just makes dumb characters making dumb decisions and then I just felt like the person who was making it just wanted to be like, yeah, let's just stab some people up and just show some gore and it'll be really good. And it isn't really good. It's bad. It's- but is, it, is that is that us not understanding the modern uh, no. slasher genre? And I, d- I don't think that is. I don't think that is the case because I can still watch Scream. I can still watch Halloween and, and really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, but then but it also it's like Scream, they make some stupid decisions as well. It's like, I think it's part of the, I think it is a, it is a big part of the, the genre. But um, I was just going to say, did you, Johnny? Were you scared at any point in this film? Uh, no, 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 yeah, definitely not. Like for me, there was a couple of points which scared me because they were jump scares and they were cheap scares. Like, like the whole bit at the end of the film when they had mannequins everywhere for no reason really, apart from oh, she shoots them occasionally. Mm. So they put us a creepy mannequins in the house. Why don't someone turn on the lights? Like, what? The, um, why did she? Lights. Why did she turn off all the lights in the house? It doesn't make any. Yeah. Like, it's just like it's. Oh, and again, it's because it's a horror film. It, it would it can poke holes in it. And it would be silly, but like, I, I, like in the original Halloween, it creeped me out in certain spots. In this, I just wasn't. It wasn't scary at all. What were uh, what were you thinking about whenever you saw the mannequins? Yeah, obviously, Probably I was thinking probably... about a game that me and Aaron <laughs> played years ago called Condemned, which they. They use mannequins. Yeah. Very effective. Uh, yeah, scared horror. the flipping lights out of me. I'm sure that's must be done loads now, though. Cause yeah, loads. I thought this was going to be another one of those. Set- I mean, it kind of was one of those setups. And like Heather said, she really so, enjoyed that it, scene. But no, but it I, came. It was so obvious what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. For so long. Exactly. And like it, like alluded to, you know, the window where like he sort of fell out it and stuff, and all, all these different things. And even like the, they alluded to like when he chucks her out the window and she falls onto the ground and then he goes out and she's, and she's not there and then the table's turned right at the last minute like that was to- like I can I, w- I almost want to guarantee that the guys Danny, I don't know if it's Danny McBride who came up with this or the director who came up with this but those guys went, came into the film pitched this to John Carpenter and said right um, p- picture this these scenes <laughs> you got this scene in the house it's booby trapped then he chucks her over the over, over the, over the uh, balcony she's on the floor and then he turns around, looks back. She's gone. Now he's on the you know the two's on the other foot. Now <laughs> she's gonna come hunt him down and all this all this stuff. And then they were like, well, but what about the rest of the film? Oh well, you know, it's just <laughs> it'll fall into place. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Don't tell them about the podcasters. You'll never. It won't sell. Yeah, or like just I oh, just keep thinking about those podcasters and just think like they're so stupid, idiotic, bad character design. Ugh, get away, yeah. in mate. Like. 
there was nothing particularly that got on my nerves, <laughs> but it was more just everything. That's a brilliant quote. Like, I really like the intro um, to the film where they where they have the credits rolling and the pumpkin is like coming back to life, almost like to kind of signal like, oh, Michael's back after all this time. He's he's come back and he's ripe again. But uh, <laughs> ripe for the killing, you know. In, in these sort, in this. Uh, in these sorts of films, you never truly find out what the what the issue is that's caused this trauma because it's always that mystery or why does he kill people and you never you never get that satis- satisfaction as to you know what's really gone on in in this person. It's just someone killing, and it's there's because there's no backstory to it. There's no uh, reason for it. it. It just seems just a bit like oh, he's just gonna kill someone, isn't he? And it doesn't. You, I I struggled to be invested in people because they're just like, oh, they're just going to get killed for no reason just because they're they're there doing doing their usual lives. So that that kind of annoyed me. And the other thing was, this is maybe just a fault of Michael Myers, but just the way that he kind of like creeps around quite a lot. <laughs> so he's like. So, you know, in the scene where... So it's a good job he does this in Halloween because otherwise people would think he's a bit weird wearing a mask walking around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where, where he's in someone's back garden and the lights keep going on and off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's getting, like, closer to the kid and the light comes on and he's a bit closer. That was actually, I actually thought that was a pretty okay scene. That Just the turn the lights on and off, I thought that was fairly okay. Like, it, it was all right, but I, you could just imagine him in the dark just, like, creeping. Like, <laughs> it sounds like, dun, 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 oh, a bit closer. Oh, stay still. I'll creep a bit closer. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean. It does oh, I'm dead close now. Stab it. I don't know. There's a comical side which you only really see the after effects from of Michael Myers, and he just doesn't seem like a comic comical yeah, character, yeah, really. Yeah. Just... But there we I, go. I, I actually came into this podcast because like, we have a WhatsApp group, and Aaron complained last night about not being able to get, what was it, an hour or four of his life back or whatever. Yeah. I I came into this. I watched. I, I just I just finished it at that point, and I thought, ah, it was all right actually. I fairly enjoyed it. I, you know, it wasn't too bad. I thought I was going to come into this podcast. I thought I was going to have this like bit of a discussion, a bit of an argument about you thinking it was rubbish, me thinking it was good. But the more I think about it, the more I just think it could have been a lot better, and mm. it sort of makes me a bit sad that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. They've ploughed a decent amount of money into it, uh, much more than a lot of these horror films. The, the first film cost three hundred thousand, mm. and this film cost ten million. Ten million? Yeah. Oh right, okay. That's that's pretty reasonable. That's that's yeah. less than a lot of other Halloween films. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not too bad of a, of a budget, but I, I think it made seventy six million back, so it's definitely made a profit. And, mm. and usually they do. It's been rated as one of the the better Halloween films. That just that tells you though, doesn't it? Just it tells, tells you how you. rubbish all the other yeah. ones are. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not rushing out right now to to go watch the full uh eleven films. I, I do think though a part of this our problem with it is us not being invested in the horror genre. I feel like a lot of other people probably wouldn't complain about characters doing stupid stuff because mm. a lot of like those sort of classic slasher films and stuff, a lot of people didn't do that. So I think I think it's a fair, I think it's a valid criticism, completely. But I think 
a lot of other people who would probably be more into like horror films yeah, would probably not look past that sort of stuff. You don't you don't get a free pass because you're in a horror film. Like I would say like everyone likes it. you know, everyone has their own opinions, whatever. Like but I'm able if I like watch films, horror films, drama films, action films, romance films, like the same if there's bad character design, stupid characters, weird shots, not a really well thought out story. All of these things, they're not things that are like get a free pass because it's a horror film. Like if this was in a, a rom-com, I would have the same issue. The only the only film that in my mind, the only fran- two franchises that are ever, 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 ever allowed to get away with anything are Fast and Furious and um, the Twilight series, right? They're the only only franchises that I can be, get, you, you, get, you get a pass in my mind. Even No, even Twilight's last two films are, are a bit like... Mm, these are stupid but they're too stupid for me whereas like this just it just wow 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 i was i will always try and get free films for the podcast (laughs) and there may be a day we where we watch a film and i just have to get up and stop it halfway through but i 40 minutes into this i was like really considering it i was like oh like if you uh, guys are near a phone or a computer or something like that, if you just Google the cover for Halloween 2018 and look at the the image that you see there, that is sort. Of, I think that's the face that I was pulling most of the way <laughs> yeah. through the film. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so like, what have I done? Like, I I I could have I could have picked any film. <laughs> For these guys to watch, and I could have, you know, I could have picked out a proper stonker of a film to like knock something off the the top spot. But no, I went for this. Actually, the reason why I I chose this film was I was going to see this in a drive-in cinema in Leeds because um, uh, Sarah had got uh, a voucher, I think, of voucher, voucher, something like that, five pound voucher. Was this so, recently? Um, it was. It was last year when when right. the film was out. Right. So we got a voucher to go to this driving cinema, uh, and we're just like, "All oh, right, there's not much on." The only thing that really has any kind of interest to me was Halloween, and it was getting some interesting reviews at the time. So I was like, "Oh, let's go go see it." But the place went out of business, um, like shop shop. Uh, so we lost our eight pound oh. uh, voucher. So with that memory still in my mind, I was like, "Oh, this could be interesting for the." podcast i'd quite like to see it again but i should have maybe done a little bit more research so <laughs> if if you remove the text of halloween at the bottom and just change it to slipknot <laughs> yeah. it could be a slipknot album cover couldn't it yeah, yeah. so has, has anyone got any sort of final thoughts or any any blasting things they'd like to say before we look at ranking it i don't nope no, no, nothing you want to add. No, no, I think we talked enough about this one. So, can you um, give us the list from uh, best to worst, please? Yeah, best to worst. So, currently, number one is uh, Fifth uh, Element. Is Fifth it Fifth Element at number one? Number two is the King of Comedy. Number three is You Were Never Really Here. Number four, A Ghost Story. Number five, Moana. Number six, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. <laughs> number seven, North by Northwest. And number eight, uh, Bird Box. Before we get into it, 
is is this better or worse than me or the dying girl? In your opinion, Johnny. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that you've had to have... You paused. You paused for a second. I think... Why did you pause? Why do you have to think about it? I yes, just, Aaron, I just really worse just than... do not want to... Oh, come you know, on. No. It <laughs> any sense. I think, I think I gave it a more positive review because we were just starting the podcast. Thing, we, were trying, we were trying to do no. things like pleasantly and like cordial sort of thing. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, I just really just do not want to watch think, that. Think about all the sort of interesting camera shots they did in that film. Like, how, like, in terms of, like, how artistic and how well it was done. Whereas it, I was thinking about this film. This film had maybe one or two scenes which I thought, oh, this is quite cinematic. And then the rest of it was just, twi- yeah, Aaron mentioned before, quite like Twilight in terms of, like, how it was shot. It just felt like a really poor horror film yeah whereas like if you think about Mio and Dial Girl there's so many like interesting quirky fun ways that they they showed like they shot the different different scenes harking back to old you know old movies I I, I think you know there's no comparison to be made but I'm just I'm trying to convince Johnny Moore I get get what you're saying character development um, yeah I mean this had really good opening credits the same credits as the previous, the first film. <laughs> the pumpkin, and that's came what back you, to life. and that's why it's better than me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, they, because they, it had they, better credits. They reversed. Yeah. the... I don't think you did have better credits, but they reversed the the video. That, that that's what that was. What it's it was. insane. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I swear, I'm not every too sure. Time. Like, I can't, I can't truly say that. This is a better or worse film. They're, they're, they're both in that quagmire. I prefer. I prefer probably not to see them again. Yeah, but I mean, look, if you had to see one, though, if I had to see one again, uh, how long's me alone? <laughs> yeah, it's probably shorter <laughs> than this film. Yeah, I think it's an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, good. Well, that's good. I'll, I'll take I'm not that. too sure. I'm yeah, sorry. That's, I, that's, I need to be a bit more. That's, that size better, isn't is it? Is it? Is it worse or better than North by Northwest? Oh, it's, oh no, no, North by Northwest is better than this film, yeah. I'll take that, yeah. Absolutely, I will. It is a better film, yeah. I would agree with that. It's good. Yeah. At least Same it's got character development that. in it. Yeah. And so, some nice shots. So where, where do you reckon we're going to slam this one then? Number number eight. <laughs> number eight, so where does that come? Hmm? Where's number eight? It's better that, than that, Bird Box, but... It's be- no, it's not better than Bird Box. <laughs> better than Bird Box. This better film isn't better than Bird Box. Yeah, it is. It's not better than it Bird Box. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's way better than Bird no, Box. No, 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 no. None of this tactical voting. No. <laughs> no, it's not better than Bird Box. Better than Bird Box. So you would prefer I'd to watch, watch this over Bird Box? I'd rather watch this over Bird Box, yeah. Oh, I was lying. I was lying. I would definitely watch Bird Box over this. I was joking. This is this is the worst film I've no. seen uh, this season. No, it's not. This is I the worst qu- film I quite I've enjoyed seen. Bird Box. No. I quite enjoyed Bird Box. This is no. not this as is... enjoyable as Bird Box. Oh, you're ruining my pick for next week. I picked the film specifically to knock off to knock Bird Box off. Uh yeah, but yeah, but you didn't no the the film that, the film that we're gonna watch is gonna be number one. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I, I don't wanna make this podcast last any longer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be our longest podcast. Oh, I, I'll, I'll say this: I didn't 
when I watched Bird Box, I actively was like, "Oh, this is just not good." Whereas this film, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is open this to is it, fine, yeah, cool." So this is flying, number... flying down to the bottom of the list. No, number nine. Oh, we've got one more film of this season. I've I've just got one more thing to add. I thought this was quite interesting, so I've saved it right to the end. So I've been onto the IGN website. Oh, they're giving it a good review. And I've I've got a couple of films here. So uh Avengers Endgame got a nine point five. Us got a nine. Yeah. Spider Man into the Spider Verse got a nine. Halloween got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> IGN sorted out. Insane. Who reviewed that? Absolutely insane. So this film is in the same league as... It's not, though. ...as Spider-Man, Spider-verse. Us, and Avengers, according to IGN. Spider-Verse. Someone is either giving him a load of money or, uh, like... Yeah, that dude is... I wonder if he quit... He, yeah, give it a nine. He quit his job because he bought a mansion. I can't... He got paid off. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I was, I was just going through a couple of YouTube videos of reviews of what people had said about the film, and then to just see that a nine, it was yeah. Right. Anyone who's listening to this, if you enjoyed that film, I want you to yeah, message my us. GN. <laughs> message us and tell us why we're wrong, and then we'll message you telling you why you're wrong, and we'll just have this weird back and forth. Awesome. So that draws an end to this uh, podcast on Halloween. Um, next week we will be talking about Ant's pick, which will be Batman and Robin. Woo! Woo! Oh, I'm the, so excited. The Joel Schumacher classic. Yeah. So, uh, join us next week or next time for that, and uh, yeah, keep in touch on Instagram and on our email, which is moviequestpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, you can follow us at movie quest cast on instagram yes um thanks very much guys cheers for listening please tell your friends about us oh yeah please do that's the only way we get new listeners <laughs> bye. see ya bye 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 bye